Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources, Side Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, for a long time, politicians have used Roe v. Wade to actually avoid debating abortion policy and life policy until now. Uh, if Roe were to be overturned, if the leaked Supreme Court opinion plays out as it looks to play out, then Democrats and Republicans will actually have to do their job and confront the issue. But what can we expect in all of that uh, to help us break that down? Now, one of our favorite thinkers on the planet, Megan McArdle, a columnist for The Washington Post. She's also the author of The Upside of Down, a great read if you're looking for a great read. Uh, Megan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So as as you look at all of this uh, playing out, uh, you've you've made the case and so spot on uh, that the fact that uh, you've had lawmakers on the left and the right uh, just hide behind the Supreme Court and just kind of shout the talking points uh, that are good for political campaigns instead of actually doing the policy job that is their job. Yeah, it's I mean, it's really interesting, right, that to see the Democrats this week are pushing through what's known as a messaging bill, which means they have no intention of this thing ever taking effect because they don't have the votes for it. But it's even more maximalist than Roe in terms of the, the, the liberality of its abortion laws, where you wouldn't even be able to have laws that uh, Planned Parenthood versus Casey permitted, the 1992 Supreme Court decision permitted, like uh, requiring ultrasounds or waiting periods. It would, it would ban even those nationwide. Um, so actually a more maximalist position than Roe, which is already pretty maximalist as comparator nations go. We have probably the most liberal abortion laws in, in the Western world. Um, and so why are they doing this? Well, because they know it's not going to happen. It's just it's something that to please it's kind of a freebie to please the base. And Republicans have had a lot of these freebies over the years. A lot of states have what are known as abortion trigger laws, where if abortion is ever outlawed, these laws take effect. Well, these laws are, you know, regardless of what your opinion about the law should be, they are pretty far to the right of where the electorate is on this issue. So things like not including exceptions for rape or incest, um, you know, pushing these bans back to the moment of conception as is now wending its way through uh, Louisiana, which would not just outlaw all abortions, but would make it difficult to do things like have in vitro fertilization, which is 2% of the babies now in the United States are born through in vitro fertilization. Um, and would also, you know, what about ectopic pregnancies? Is it okay to, to deal with, which can't 
can be carried to term and will kill the mother if they're not taken care of, can those can a medical provider intervene or do they have to go to another state? Um, are things like intrauterine devices, IUDs legal, or certain forms of hormonal birth control? All of these questions, it's, it's free to outlaw all of that stuff as long as Roe v. Wade is sitting there preventing it from happening. But when the first woman dies of an ectopic pregnancy, those legislators are not going to want to stand up and say, yep, that's what I intended. And so, you know, the, as we get closer to Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned being a reality rather than a kind of fantasy, I think both parties are going to have to step back and say, okay, what sorts of abortion laws do I want to defend when what I say is actually going to happen. Yeah. And I think neither party has really had that conversation um, and, and really gotten down to what, what abortion law is actually going to look like rather than what they think it should look like in some theoretical world or when they're talking to their hardest core of their activist base. Yeah, and I think that's the that's been the frustration, I think, with the debate over the years is that it really has been a debate uh, and a conversation not to the vast majority of Americans, but to those on the far left and to those on the far right uh, in terms of that conversation. And it seems to me that, again, in this uh, this draft opinion, this was a first draft, we should note, and usually these things go through multiple drafts, uh, that uh, one of the things that uh, Justice Alito was pointing to was the fact that this needed to be pushed to lawmakers and to elected representatives. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that, that Roe v. Wade has been actually just a phenomenally bad force in a lot of ways in this country. And this is even apart from what you think about abortion, right? Right, right. But just thinking about what it has done to the court, what it is, and, and the conversations it's prevented us from having. You know, I am, like a lot of Americans, I'm in the mushy middle on abortion. Um, I don't think I could have ever have had an abortion. Um, and I think that it's a really morally serious issue in a way that pro-choice uh advocacy really doesn't recognize that there is there is another life there that is being you know a potential life at least that is being terminated and that that's a morally serious act i also think that there are complications of of requiring a woman to support another life inside her body for nine months um that it, you know, there are two difficult there are two really important rights here which is the right of a woman to a bodily autonomy and the right of the fetus to get born and one of they're not commensurable and i just think that's a hard decision i think that's where most people are most people, which is why most people want early term abortions to be legal, but they don't think that it's okay to have an abortion for any reason. Um, they mostly think that it should be for emergencies, for, you know, there's a health problem. Uh, it's a young child who is not ready emotionally or physically to bear a child, those sorts of cases. And, uh, and, and we have prevent, been prevented by Roe from having a conversation that situates our abortion law where most of the public is rather than in kind of the desires of the most extreme poles of, of the two sides. Yeah, and then final question for you, Megan, uh, and this is the one of the other things that I think uh, this battle has prevented us from having, and that's some of the upstream conversations in, in terms of uh, access to uh, contraception, access uh, to pills, access to those kinds of things, and making sure that you know the education, the information, that all of that happens upstream uh, rather than placing someone or having someone into that position where they have to make that ultimate uh, gut-wrenching decision in, in terms of life. Yeah, and, you know, I also think that, that we haven't had conversations, that, especially on the right. You know, women on, on the left right now are preparing, when, you know, feminists on the left, they're preparing to, for example, provide transportation for women in states where abortion is banned to states where it's not. But I haven't seen a commensurate 
uh, effort on the right. I think Utah may be an exception, <laughs> I hope. Um, but I think in general, I haven't seen this, this discussion of, okay, well, if, if this is actually, if these bans work, we're going to need a lot more crisis pregnancy centers. We better stand those up now. Right. right. Um, that stuff, that work isn't happening. And it really needs to, because if, if you want fewer abortions, if you want women to carry the, those children to term, yes, on the one hand, we should be working to help women not have pregnancies that they don't want. But often abortion is a question of, I didn't realize that the father was going to run out on me. Um, and hard questions for, for especially low-income women who don't have the resources to, to raise a kid by themselves. Um, and those crisis pregnancy centers, if you want those women to carry to term, are going to be a, a key resource <laughs> to making sure that, that those babies come healthy, wanted, with a place to stay, to be warm and fed and sheltered and all of the things that we want for all the babies. And that stuff needs to happen too, and it hasn't yet. And I think this, again, goes to the way that our abortion conversation is often just so fundamentally unserious because of Roe. Yeah, you have to have all those from those uh, centers uh, to adoption agencies, foster care, you know, all of the things. uh, All of those things have to, to come together. Uh, so grateful for your insight as always. Megan McCardle, columnist for the Washington Post. She's the author of The Upside of Down. Uh, she will always make you think uh, and explore it. And we appreciate you helping us work through this and, and really address this issue that uh, often Roe v. Wade has prevented us both from the left and the right from having the right conversation uh, when it comes to life, when it comes to abortion laws. And uh, Megan, thanks for helping us break that down today. Well, thank you for having me. I was happy to speak to Utah, a state with a special place in my heart. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Megan McCardle, always love having her on the program. She is one of the great thinkers in this country and always appreciate her perspective. And I thought that was an important part of the conversation. Uh, and this is one of those times where we can call out the right. We can call out the left. We can call out the left. We can call out the right. Uh, for literally, Megan uh, tweeted it this way. She said that there are politicians that are hiding behind the skirts of the Supreme Court. Uh, hiding behind the Supreme Court because then it's easy. Uh, it's easy to shout the talking points that are going to rile up your base or that are going to help you raise campaign cash and funds for your next reelection. It's easy to do that in the current state. Uh, if Roe v. Wade were to be overturned, uh, then that goes away. And then suddenly our lawmakers are going to have to do their job at the federal level, at the state and local level, and actually have a conversation and a debate in front of the American people about policy, about life. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world today, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Utah's choice for 100 years. We're in the midst of a serious financial crisis. Thomas S. Monson was ordained and set apart. If it doesn't fit, he must acquit. We're the station for breaking news, traffic and weather together, and conversation about important stories. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Thank you for 100 years of trust from KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. 
follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.